and welcome back to Give It A Try. My name is Quinn and I am drinking Blood Citrus Smoothie, a rooibos tea by Teolira. Teolira? How's it spelled? T-E-A-L-Y-R-A. Teolira. Teolira. I think that's good. Hey, it's Lily. I am drinking Twining's Golden Caramel Rooibos. If you recall... Give it a try, fans. This was the tea that every single tea bag was ripped open uh, that Quinn had. Mine uh, did not suffer that same fate, so I will not be sending an angry tweet to Twinings. Didn't you, though, accidentally put the tag in it and it melted off? Yeah. There are issues, but it's not the one that Quinn had, so it's different and it's fine. Yeah, currently the tag is just, like, floating at the bottom. I thought it just, like, dissolved, and I was like, uh... (laughs) Well, it, yeah, it melted off the tag. It a very bizarre thing happened. I don't know. All right. Well, if you can't tell, today we're doing an episode on rooibos. But before we get into the wonderful world of rooibos, we want to let you know that Give It a Chai can be found on all major podcast platforms, including Apple and Spotify. If you are enjoying our episodes, be sure to leave us a review. Thanks so much for listening and happy steeping. I do recommend grabbing yourself a cup of rooibos as you listen to this if you have any. Go ahead, pause us. We'll be here. You know, podcasts are all about your convenience. That's why I listen to them literally constantly because I need sound all the time. So welcome back. I'm glad you got your cup of rooibos. I am really excited about this episode because as we all know, this is my favorite uh, quote-unquote tea. Um, It is not from the Camellia sinensis plant. So it's not technically a tea, but I think most people would consider it tea. Yeah, I think it's out of all of the herbal teas, I guess we'll call this one. This is probably the most accepted as just tea because it does come from a bush in South Africa. It's tea adjacent to Camilla Sinesis. So it's fine. I also asked a rooibos question on r slash tea. Shout out to the subreddit. I love y'all. And it was fine. So it's accepted as tea. Let's just say it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what rooibos actually is, it actually means red bush. That is the translation. Red bush, literal red bush. Rooibos is also sometimes referred to as red tea. So as I said, rooibos is from South Africa. It actually grows, I think almost exclusively, in a mountain range called Cedarburg. Uh, It's a mountainous area in the West Coast District of the Western Cape Province of South Africa. I'm getting this information from, yeah, you guessed it, it's Wikipedia, okay? Here's what it says. Generally, the leaves undergo oxidation, so just like black tea and some other teas. This process produces the distinctive reddish-brown color of rooibos and enhances the flavor. Unoxidized green rooibos, which I think we're going to talk about later because I have not tried green rooibos. I don't know if you have. And someone mentioned it on Reddit. I have. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll get into that later. Unoxidized green rooibos is also produced, but the more demanding production process for green rooibos, similar to the method which green tea is produced, makes it more expensive than traditional rooibos. It carries a malty and slightly grassy flavor, somewhat different from its red counterpart. It's interesting that they're using the word malty because I've always described described rooibos as having a caramely flavor, but I think that's actually the word I'm looking for is malty. Uh, And depending on 
what rooibos blends you're getting, and we're going to talk about that later, it will taste less rooibos-y, you know, if it's blended with some other things like that. Something else I want to mention about rooibos is it does not contain any caffeine. As we mentioned, this is herbal, so zero caffeine. It also has low tannin levels compared to black or green tea. So you know how black tea and sometimes green tea is described as astringent or bitter, especially if you're steeping it for too long? Rooibos really doesn't have this problem because of how low the tannin levels are, whereas teas that come from Camellia sinensis obviously have higher tannic levels. They can be a little bit bitter if you're not following the steeping instructions and boiling water instructions. There are a lot of supposed health benefits to rooibos. I think this is true of all tea. There's like that weird health thing you can cross into that's not really backed up by a ton of science. But there is some claim that rooibos is good for some things and that it's bad for other things. Um, So I have seen studies before say that people with any kind of like estrogen-centric cancer, so like breast cancer, Mm. Mm -hmm. shouldn't drink rooibos because it actually will not help the process. Interesting. It says they should avoid drinking rooibos or talk to a doctor before consumption. A few studies have suggested that drinking excessive amounts of rooibos on a regular basis also increases liver enzymes, which may cause a disturbance in the liver tissue and its function. But again, this isn't backed by a ton of science. It's like a study or two on all of these things. Right. So honestly, just like anything, I just wouldn't drink it in excess because everything's bad in excess. And then there's also claims that it helps with healthy digestion, to which I was like, okay, so is it like one of those skinny teas that just makes you go to the bathroom? Oh, Apparently, it's good for both those struggling with regular movements or going more than you want to. So somehow, it magically helps both. Okay, cool. I was reading something about this. When I say I was reading about it, I mean I was on Reddit about... The claim that tea, not only rooibos, but all tea has this general calming effect. Mm -hmm. And people were talking about like, is it really that tea is calming scientifically proven? Or is it just the act of brewing tea and sitting and drinking a hot beverage? Is that what is actually calming? And so I wonder if it's the same thing with rooibos, where it's like, maybe it helps with digestion because you're pausing eating and you're drinking a hot beverage and you're maybe giving your digestive system a chance to do its job and not hydrating food and hydrating. So, you know, it could be all of that. But rooibos, what is the truth is that it has a great flavor and it's a great alternative to drinking a very full-bodied, full-flavored tea that's not caffeinated. So if you're someone who loves black tea or maybe even coffee and you're wanting to reduce that caffeine content in terms of just no caffeine at all, I think rooibos is a really good option to start with. Because it has a heavier flavor, I guess I'll say it that way, sometimes it's not as appealing as a nighttime drink. People certainly can drink this at nighttime. It doesn't have caffeine. But for me, I would prefer something with a more mild flavor as a sleepy time or a bedtime tea. So I would probably drink this during the day. This is a tea that I often do drink at night because it is caffeine-free, and yeah, as we can get into, it lends itself really well to a lot of different flavors. I really like it at night um, because otherwise I pretty much drink like chamomile, 
and sometimes I want to change it up and I don't love to have like obviously a black tea at night but even a decaffeinated black tea because to me like I have decaf Earl Grey and occasionally I will have that at night if I'm like having some kind of cookie that I really want yeah (laughs) Earl Grey with to me that's like a breakfast tea so it puts my brain in like morning mode yeah that's where like tea is so much about you know what you're thinking about you know and that placebo effect rather than like what the actual tea is but yeah you're right I couldn't drink an Earl Grey at night and be like I'm going to bed I'm starting my day you know with an Earl Grey that rhymes okay so burning question for you Quinn how did you find out about rooibos because I found out about rooibos through you I had never heard of this before not even close so how did you find out about this tea so the first time I had it was when I think I was eight. Damn. I thought you found out about this at Disney. Okay. All right. I'm excited for this story. I don't think I was like aware completely of what it was. Uh-huh. I think I realized it was my favorite and like how many options there were when I worked at Disney. Okay. But the first time I had it that I can remember is when I was eight. And my family... um a lot of people in my family work in aviation. So part of my family, we would go to their house, which was on an island in Maine in the summers. This island was really weird because it's off the coast of Maine and there's no cars allowed on it. So it was a really cool place to be in the summer as a kid because it was literally like you ran around or you rode bikes. And that was like the only forms of transportation allowed. But there were also all of these really eclectic people who lived out there because it's obviously a place that attracts, like, artists and, like, creative people. This one guy, like, owned a furniture store. And when we went to his store, he had a bunch of tea and he made me this tea. And I didn't, like, put together what it was. And I remember he said rooibos, and I was like, I don't know what that is, but I'm cool, so I'm not going to ask, and we're going to pretend I know what it is. So yeah, I don't know. My mom's probably going to be like, tell me that this story isn't true, and I've completely misremembered everything. (laughs) Listen, Nancy, the truth is how you remember it, okay? Quinn was eight, all right? She was dealing with the lot. She was taking care of infants, okay? We're really into furniture tea. Furniture tea, that's, that's what it is. So when I had it again in Disney... So that was this, the next time that you had it? You had rooibos when you were eight and then not again until you were working at Disney. So then when I found it at Disney during... I think we talked about once. I worked in the club level at one of the hotels and I decided I was going to try every single tea one day because I was feeling sick. And the tea that you are currently drinking was in that box. Okay. And today, yeah. it is actually still my favorite rooibos, I'm not going to lie. The Golden Caramel from Twinings. Yeah, so this is only sold at the Twining store in Epcot, England, right? This type of rooibos? I think so. I've never seen it anywhere else. I'm sure they sell it in the UK, like actual UK also. But yeah, it's still one of my favorites, even though we had one box like fall apart. I don't know if that was their fault or if Disney like put an old box out. Anyway, so yeah, I think I always liked the flavor of rooibos because it really stands by itself. Like, I've never felt the need yes. to add anything to rooibos. I do like making kind of a tea latte out of it because it has that natural sweetness. So it lends itself really well to it. I just think it's really like 
versatile in general. The rooibos that I have right in front of me, like these are the three that I just had readily available. I say readily. Lily watched me dig through my tea box for like. I did. It was very enjoyable. (laughs) (laughs) But the three that I have like on hand right now are the one I'm drinking, the blood citrus smoothie, which is very different from any rooibos I've ever had, and. It includes obviously the rooibos tea, but also hibiscus, rose hips, apples, safflowers, rose petals, vanilla, and citrus flavors. And it it is like a blood orange flavor on top of that rooibos flavor. Mm -hmm. But then I've also got a chai rooibos that has chai flavors. Okay. And then I have this royal rooibos, which is just your basic rooibos. And one of my favorite things about rooibos teas is that when you smell it in the the bag or the pouch or whatever it comes in, it will taste the way the leaves smell. And I don't feel like every tea is like that. No. Especially like the David's teas we got, a lot of them I loved the way they smelled. And then when I brewed it, I didn't like them. Yeah. My favorite rooibos of all time, other than the Twinings one, is a rooibos from Pom Poms, which I believe we talked about on an episode before. And it's called Love Rooibos. And it is so good. We definitely talked about this. It could have been an episode that was never released, but we definitely recorded something that, yeah. I thought I, so. I remember you raving about this because um, they had, like, beautiful sandwiches. I remember those pictures. That is, like, if I could have that rooibos, I would want it all the time. You would consider rooibos to be your favorite tea, even more so than oolong. I know oolong was kind of inching ahead a little bit. Yeah, no, I think they're kind of tied at this point, which is really funny. I liked, I, I only like teas with two O's in them. Yeah, it's kind of a thing. It's my kink. Bye. <laughs> oolong has three O's, but two consecutive O's. They both have three O's. I can spell. It's spelled R-O-O-I-B-O-S, but it's rooibos is the correct phonetic pronunciation, rooibos. Not rooibos or rooibos. No, rooibos. Something else that I am finding interesting. In 1994, this company called Burke International tried to trademark the term rooibos, and they lost. They were not able to trademark this term. No, because isn't it like a South African word? Well, exactly. It wasn't really readily known in the U.S. at that point. Rooibos really only came to be popular, I guess I would say, in the U.S. or known in the mid-2000s. It's kind of like when we talked about kombucha. It's like these things have been around for a long time, but once the U.S. finds out about it, we're like, it's real now. (laughs) In 2013, the South African Department of Trade and Industry issued final rules Uh, in 2013 that protects and restricts the use of names so a few rooibos red bush and then rooibos tea rooibos tea and then some other ones uh so the name cannot be used for things not derived from the aspalathus linearis plant it also provides guidelines and restrictions for how products which include rooibos and in what measures should use the name rooibos in their branding. I don't understand this obsession with trying to trademark like nouns. Stop. You can't trademark these things. It's so silly. Rooibos isn't a brand. It's just the name of a, of a plant. So calm down, U.S. Burke International. Bye. Interesting. Like Quinn was saying, because I'll talk about sort of my introduction to rooibos and what I think about it. As I said, I found out about this through Quinn. 
like Quinn, I hadn't seen this in grocery stores or had I really ever seeked it out. If I would have seen rooibos or if it was advertised to me, I don't think I ever would have gravitated toward it because I'm a black tea girl all day. Let's go. Rooibos, the flavor I was not prepared for and it was quite off-putting for me at first. I was like, ooh, it's like caramely and weird. Like an herbal tea to me is something like mint, lavender, lemon, something very light generally and pleasant and this was not and it's caffeine free. So all of these things really threw me off. But as I got some more uh, variations of rooibos that had other ingredients, that's how I really ended up enjoying it. So the Rooibos that I'm having now, because I brewed two, this is from Allegro Tea. It's called Rooibos Variations. And this not only contains rooibos, but also it's kind of like a chai, kind of the one you described. Mm -hmm. Ginger, cinnamon, chai spice flavor, cardamom, clove, black pepper. So those are all ingredients that would be included in chai. And this one, it's, it's really good and I really enjoy it. So I wonder if as rooibos got more popular in America, the flavor was so unique that American marketers were like, we should include this with other things so that people want to drink it. So for instance, the IKEA brand, Rooibos, has rose hips in this. And this, I would say, is kind of a sweet version of Rooibos. The Rooibos flavor is very light. So I really enjoy this one, but I wouldn't consider this like a true Rooibos tea because Rooibos generally is described as full-bodied, this deep flavor. Now, the last rooibos tea I have, I have four different types of rooibos. They're all bagged tea. Uh, is from a brand new me. And this is, I would consider it the most traditional rooibos because I really do not like this one. It is very <laughs> caramely. It is very rooibos. This one's not for me. So rooibos is one of those flavors that's certainly acquired, at least for me. I would definitely give rooibos a try if you have not, just because it's a different tea variety. You might really like it. Uh, and as I said before, if you're someone who's looking to cut back on caffeine, but not willing to lose that deep black tea flavor or coffee flavor, this is a really good option to try out. One place I used to work, we had a guest who was allergic to caffeine. And I was oh. telling them about how I had like read or discovered rooibos recently. And uh, they were like, oh, yeah, I use that to make chai for myself because it's caffeine free. And apparently that's a pretty typical move. It makes sense with what we're saying. Not only does rooibos, the flavor naturally work really well with the chai flavors, but it has enough. I keep saying flavors. What I mean is that it has a strong enough flavor to not be watered down by the milk and the sugar and everything else that you're adding to a chai latte is what I mean. The profile lends itself well to additives. Thank you. That's what I was trying to say. Just Google rooibos and a flavor you like and you will probably find it. Absolutely. Like any, any tea thing you're looking for, there are many varieties of each tea that you're looking for. You will find what you like. Rooibos also has a variety called green rooibos. I mistakenly thought that it was just referencing rooibos because the plant is a green plant and in the process of it drying out and being oxidized, that's why it turns red. So I just thought it was referring to the bush. Actually, no, it's a different type of tea. Now, had you heard of green rooibos before? I saw it on a menu once and I ordered it and sipped on it. It's lighter and like kind of more mellow, still sweet, but grassier. Okay. 
So I have up, this is from simplelooseleaf.com. What is the difference between red and green ribus tea? I'm going to read this for you now. Both green and red ribus come from the same plant from South Africa. Red ribus is a traditional drink because of its benefits and pleasant flavor. Local people have been harvesting and drying the leaves and stalks for centuries. However, it didn't enjoy popularity outside of South Africa until the last century, which is kind of what we've been saying. It's still less available compared to real green or black tea. On the other hand, green ribus is a new drink and very rare compared to the traditional red type. Green ribus may have a higher antioxidant level, has a milder and fresher flavor, and it's very easy to brew. Sounds like a miracle tea? Studies say it might be, besides the producers, created it to rival the benefits and flavor of green tea. Okay, this is from one source. Simple loose leaf. But it's funny that we already mentioned that rooibos sounds like a miracle tea, and then this website is claiming that it's a miracle tea. It is not. But I find it interesting that just like Camillosinesis has all of these different tea varieties, this bush also creates other rooibos varieties. And if this is true, that it was created to, to be a rival of green tea, that's very, very interesting. And it would make sense that it's a lighter flavor because... I'm assuming many people might be off-put by the ribus flavor. So maybe adding green ribus was a way to widen the ribus tea drinkers of the world if you're really not into the traditional ribus. What's the biggest difference when I think about it? It's like less piney? Right. Like if it's a less, if it's a lighter flavor, it, to me it would mean that it's not, it doesn't have this like deep malty flavor i'll use that word malty flavor i'm like trying to picture what like a light flavor would be of rooibos and i really can't so i'm very interested to try green rooibos if any of you have tried green rooibos please let us know i thought it was interesting and pretty tasty but i liked regular rooibos better personally i believe that lily has created us a reddit and gone nuts which i love yeah so didn't you post about rooibos and a bunch of people responded i mean a bunch six people which is exciting i would call that a bunch yeah so before uh, i get into this just a real quick we do have a reddit it's give it a chai pod apparently you can follow people on here we have one follower which is exciting i'm mostly active on r slash t you know the main one and i post things uh from time to time i've only been have a, I've only had a Reddit account for a week, but it's super fun. People on the subreddit are super nice. If you happen to be fr- someone that found out about our podcast from the subreddit, please let us know. That would bring a lot of joy to my heart. I think that is so cool. So I've had a lot of great interaction on there. I will continue to post. And so I posted Roybus Opinions. Here's what I said. I wanted to get everyone's thoughts on ribus tea. I know it's technically not tea, as it has nothing to do with Camillosinesis, but I wanted to ask here nonetheless. What are your favorite varieties? Any recommendations? Do you hate the taste? How did you hear of this tea? I'm not a huge fan, but it's my best friend's favorite tea. I don't like the caramel-like taste, and it tends to be too heavy in flavor for a non-caffeinated tea. I'm willing to try more types, and will gladly take any suggestions y'all may have. That was me reading something that I wrote. Okay, so here's what some people said. This is from Mendez24. I love the stuff. I can't always drink caffeine because it's late at night or whatever, so I drink rooibos instead. I have an Earl Grey rooibos that I like to buy from Adiago, but I also like it plain. I like honeybush as well, but I don't drink it as much as rooibos, which I know Quinn has a honeybush tea, so it must be similar. 
I haven't quite developed a taste for the green rooibos though. It's not bad. I just always wish I had made a normal rooibos when I drink it, which is so funny because it's like exactly what we were saying. All right, another comment from Kath's one. One of my top three herbals. It took me a while to like it. I realized the problem was what manufacturers were pairing with it. It goes well with earthy flavors. I have a vanilla, hazelnut, that kind of flavor. I don't like fruit flavors with it. Yeah, I don't, I couldn't imagine pairing this with a fruit flavor, even though we had the pear one. So maybe it is good. Yeah, I always like it with fruit flavors. This is from Gregalore. I first had it at an Ethiopian restaurant. So now that's what I associate it with, which makes sense because South Africa, Ethiopia, both in Africa. So it would make sense that rooibos is more widespread on that continent. Okay, but I will say in response to that, Dave and I were just on vacation and we had an Uber driver who was from Ethiopia. Mm. And he was really, really sweet. Like the nicest Uber driver I've had in a very long time. Nice. Uh, He like asked where we were from. I said we were from like the DC area. And he was like, oh my gosh, there's really good Ethiopian food there. And there is. Dave and I actually went to a place that was amazing. Tried Ethiopian food for the first time. And it's one of my new favorite cuisines. And while we were there, I asked about if they had any tea. And they were like, yeah, they brought me a cup with hot water in it that clearly was flavored with something already. But it was on a little saucer with a spoon. And there was a Lipton tea bag outside of the cup. (laughs) Not not what you want at anywhere that's not a diner. But I put the Lipton tea bag in the cup. And I let it steep and I took it out. And I drank it. And it was almost like a chai type of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. It was lipped Yeah, but the cup, the wa- hot water that was in the cup al- already was flavored with something else. Okay. Uh-huh. And I told him, I was like, oh, I asked for tea at an Ethiopian place and they gave me like a cup full of something. And he basically like blew that off and he was like, they actually gave you tea? That's weird. In Ethiopia, we drink coffee and proceeded to give us a whole lesson on how they drink coffee in like great detail and it was very interesting but he was like appalled that they even gave me tea i guess uh quinn just exploded that comment for you greg allure i mean no listen i'm sure that restaurant did give it to them but i just think it's really funny that the like this guy that i talked to was like tea they shouldn't have even had tea and i was like okay there's a couple more comments from annabelle 71 i love rooibos i usually drink it in the evening often pair it with peppermint or vanilla lovely mw norris 115 says love rooibos rishi has a very nice blueberry rooibos pricey like most rishi teas but certainly delicious blueberry rooibos sounds literally terrible to me this multi-flavor earthy multi-flavor combined with blueberry i feel like it could work I'll try it. Like if someone offered it to me, of course I would try it. Was it something I would buy? Probably not. I was Googling berry rooibos and the first one that came up was the blueberry rooibos from Rishi. Okay. So it's like a pretty well-known rooibos. Okay. Now I kind of want to try it, but I don't because it sounds weird. Okay. Last comment. This is from Stella Ellen. Uh, I love that name. Uh, It's usually a little sweet for my taste when on its own. But I do like to infuse cakes or cookies with it. Gives them a warm vanilla-like caramel flavor that always goes over well. This comment is my favorite because how good would rooibos be in baked goods? Like this flavor would send things like over the edge. It would. I need a recipe because when you say you infuse it, do you like mix it into the batter or do you bake it and then like let it sit in it? Like do you make a syrup and like pour it over it? 
Right. Because when you made the Earl Grey cookies, you were just using the dried tea leaves. It wasn't, you know, infused. Right. Is it like, are you infusing the liquid and you're like using it as a drizzle or something? Like, there's a few ways this could go, but I don't know. I think in our next Baking with Tea episode, maybe try some rooibos baked goods. Baking that sounds with incredible. Baking with rooibos, part two off of this one. Hey. So that's all I got on the rooibos comment. I also today posted uh, any, any big tea mistakes that you may have made and how we can help people not make that. I won't read every comment, but the general consensus was people steep their tea for too long and they burn their tea and no longer do that. So I hope that we helped a couple people there today. But like I said, if you find us on Reddit, give us a follow, comment, whatever people do on Reddit. I'm having a lot of fun with it. So also we have all the other socials as well. Instagram, Twitter, Instagram, is the most active. It really is. I do want to try getting better at the ticking tokens. I have to figure out content ideas and or uh-huh. get prettier like clear glassware. I love any TikToks that you've made. I have love though. Also, I want to give another shout out to Larry because Larry, I just I've never met you, but I just adore you. So Larry, uh, he's my coworker, but on the side he does uh, screen printing. And I asked him for pins, actually Avatar, the last Airbender pins, which is so on brand for us because like that's why we were like bonding about tea at all because of Uncle Iroh. We literally talk about getting a tea tattoo in Orlando at this one tattoo shop. Anyway, so he gave me those pins, but then he threw in some extra pins with our podcast cover art with our logo and it just it gave me so much joy and i'm gonna send one to quinn and i just love it so much so we have our very first merch it's not for sale he only made three, you know it's only for us larry you might listen to this you might not thank you so much you mean a lot to us and the growth of our podcast thank you Yee. so uh if you want to email us you have any ideas you have thoughts about our podcast anything like that lily where can they get in touch with us Email us at giveitachaipod at gmail.com. Our socials are at giveitachaipod across all platforms, now including Reddit as well. And next week, might have a little special special uh, history episode coming up with a very special someone that was mentioned in this podcast. So keep an ear out for that. Yeah. It will be very exciting. Thank you to our subscribers. Really, it means a lot to us. Uh, And please interact with us. It's very fun. Yeah, we miss you when we don't hear from you. We'll see y'all next week. Pack is steeping. Okay, bye.